Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane and Chain back with you again. Today we you know we talked about strategy last week. We're gonna put that strategy to the test, and we're going to do a 2022 rookie mock draft. And we're gonna go as far as we can, and uh we'll 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 see what happens. But, but that's what's going to happen today. But you just want to say, Shane and I, you know, we are going to be at Canton. So if you haven't booked uh, your tickets, think about that. Like, hotels are going to book fast. And also, like, make it's going to say that they're sold out if you go through, like, a different site. Um, so go through, like, the, the FF Expo site. Um, and get the hotel. That's kind of how you have to do it. So that, that's the event out. we'll be at, by the way, is the FF Expo for people yep. doing that. <laughs> We're just going to be in Canton just next week, just hanging out now in yeah. August in the FF Expo. So. Yep. Um, it's going to be a blast. Um, you know, I was, I was there the past two times they had it, the first time in 2019, and then again last year. It was an absolute blast. It was great meeting everyone. I um, got to meet some listeners. The podcast it was absolutely wonderful. Um, we're going to be back there again. Um, and I'm going to have absolutely no responsibility and I guess technically we have a booth, but I'm going to have no responsibility and I'm just going to wander. So if you want to talk about Debbie football, if you want to talk about, um, chips TV, if you want to talk about like burgers, if you want to go eat sushi, like really whatever, just hit me up. Kane's down. I'll have Shane drive us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I, I won't. I will get any sushi. I won't be allowed. But you guys can go. Yeah, he'll he'll pick us up to and fro. <laughs> I'm just gonna be dragging Kane uh, all over the place, <laughs> just like tossing me in the car. Like, like we gotta go. Yeah, that's that's what's go. gonna happen. Like Kane, you have another appointment. You have to go <laughs> eat like, a burger now with Alfred. Like, you're supposed to do this panel, Kane. You're like, come yeah. On. Um, <laughs> so so come by. It's gonna be a blast. Um, if you haven't gone before, I think you'll really really enjoy it. And we had we had an absolute blast, you know, the two times that I've been there. So check that out. Um, and we'll ha- we're, I bet Shane's going to be able to report a whole new nonsense. Um, oh man, chapter. we're, we're going to have nonsense for months after meeting for the first time. And yeah, you know. yeah, Shane and I've never met technically, yeah. like face to face. Um, it's going to be an absolute blast. So so ready for it. I think it's going to be su- such a good time. Um. Shane, are you ready to just dive into this mock draft? Because I'm curious. I, you know, I am ready, but I, I, I have some trepidation. I think, like, I'm not fully secure in my picks here. So I think this will be really interesting and help me hone my process uh, at this point too. Well, let's let's just uh, let's just get into it. You let's know, do it. Um. So do you want the one on one? You want me to have it? I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. This okay, time. Okay, okay. I think I gave it away last time. I'll, I'll take it this time. Um, yeah, one one on one. I'm I'm gonna go with the senior bull darling. I'm gonna go Malik Willis. Yep. Quarterback out of Liberty, as always, super flex, tight end premium. Um, and you know, I think just the rushing upside that he brings to the table is great for fantasy. Even if he's not a good quarterback, I, I personally as a passer, I probably rate him lower than the other three first round quarterbacks, but he's going to run a lot. And that helps my fantasy team. I I completely agree. Um, Coming in at two is um, my quarterback too. And that's Matt Corral, quarterback from Ole Miss. I think if you're looking at quarterbacks that can run, Matt Corral has to be the second name talked about, right? Uh, Very, very athletic quarterback um, can be schemed to run can also just take off when when the pocket breaks down 
and also has a rubber band of an arm, right? Just an absolute slingshot um, with with a good amount of power. So I think he's he's really, really interesting. Um, I think some teams might really fall in love with Matt Corral. Um, some people might see him as too much of, um, takes too many chances sometimes, I think for some NFL teams. But, you know, we've seen that the players that that are willing to take those chances kind of be a bit more successful, especially for, for fantasy football. Um, so I'm willing to take Matt Corral here at the 102. It's a good pick. I mean, I hope he gets with like a creative offensive coordinator. Creative offense would be awesome. He's gonna like get paired with like Matt Nagy. <laughs> Just stick stick him right in there. He's uh, like, well, does he suck? I don't know because <laughs> you're letting him only throw like three yards down the field. Thanks, thanks for that. Uh, one of three is hard. You know, we have a couple quarterbacks on the board, but I feel like I'm gonna go Brees Hall. Uh, here at the 103 just because I, I i do think he's um he's distancing himself to me from the other running backs in this class i, I think he might be a little bit higher we've talked about it a little bit uh on here on the secret shopper podcast about isaiah spiller you've talked about it um you know uh, as well on other podcasts i think Brees hall is just safe i think he's going to be an early second round pick in the nfl draft um, good vision. Like if I, if you could say Brees Hall will be David Montgomery, I take him the one of three every day, right? I, like I will take that production yeah. consistently. And so I'll take him here. Speaking of safe, I'm going to take um, who I think is probably the safest quarterback to get good draft capital in this draft. That's Kenny Pickett. Um, I think, I think Kenny Pickett is very safe in getting that draft capital. And once you have that draft capital, it, it, really gives you that value insulation that we talked about last week. Um, so I'm going to take Kenny Pickett here at the 104. I think it's a, a relatively easy pick. Um, the only other choice I would have gone was was to go the other quarterback um, in Sam Howell. But what do you have at five, Shane? Yeah, I'll, I'll take Sam Howell here at five. Um, in, in his draft, like you said, I, I would have Pickett above him just because of the draft capital. I think we know Kenny Pickett is going to be pretty highly rated by NFL teams. Sam Howell, we'll see. I, I thought he had a, a solid senior bowl week. It wasn't great, but um, he showcased that he has a strong arm. He showed in the game he can run a little bit. We've seen that in North Carolina. I, I don't know. I, I just think that he is, even if he goes first, second pick of the second round, you know, that's not a problem to me. And I think after him, the quarterback drop off is massive. Agree with you. Um, this pick's tough, right? Obviously, I'm between two quarter or excuse me, two wide receivers at the 106. Um, one obviously has some wild upside, but I don't think fits in every offense. I think the other one's just incredibly safe. And if if you told me in two years that Garrett Wilson um, had like a top five season when it comes to catches. Would I be surprised? I don't think so. I could be like, yeah, he's really good. So in PPR leagues, I'm going to take Garrett Wilson at the 106 over Traylon Burks. Um, I think he's just safer as a wide receiver prospect. And I think a lot of people are going to draft Traylon Burks over him. And I get it. Um, I, I understand the explosive plays. And that Traylon Burks is bigger and faster and stronger. I get that. Um, Garrett Wilson, um, I think he just works in so many different offenses with smooth route running, with quick cuts, both inside and outside. Uh, you know, I think all of that works in Garrett Wilson's favor. Um, and, and so I'm going to take him here. And I assume that you follow up my wide receiver pick with probably another wide receiver pick. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take Traylon Burks to the 107. I, 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 I'm i with you. I, a lot of people are talking Traylon Burks 101, even in Superflex. And, like, here's the thing. It, it's an area where maybe the NFL and fantasy is kind of lining up, which doesn't always happen. But I think Traylon Burks is a much better NFL receiver than fantasy football receiver. Like, he's, I don't think he's going to get 10 targets a game. Uh, even, he, you know, he, he isn't Jamar Chase. 
he's not going to be that kind of explosive playmaker all the time. I think you use him to, to go deep and drop those safeties back. And that for fantasy, that's not great. That means maybe you get a big play here or there. You know, to me, Garrett Wilson's more Deontay Johnson. Traylon Burks is more DK Metcalf. And, yeah. you know, maybe DK Metcalf has more value, but has he really provided more to your fantasy team? I don't think so. So, like, I I have Garrett Wilson above Burks as well. I know we are probably in the minorities uh, in terms of having Burks, like, 107 here. But I think, um, you know, I, I think it's fair. Uh, and And we'll see where they end up. We'll see where they, you know, if Garrett Wilson ends up in Cleveland, Maybe we don't take them both Trey and Burks, but we'll see what happens. Right, right. Um, I I will just say that this is my tier break. Right, this this right here is my first tier break. Um, with the four quarterbacks gone, you know, two wide receivers and and Brees Hall, I think this th- there's a pretty large drop off for me from I, here. I, I got two more guys that I'm comfortable with more more than you are, but. Yep. I I would figure that. Um, <laughs> this just like this spot doesn't feel great to me. So I would probably be doing my darndest to trade back. Um, granted, we know nothing about about draft capital, right? But some people have drafts before the NFL draft, so it's true. So I'm going to take probably the next safest pick when it comes to. Um, value post NFL draft. And that's really going to be Isaiah Spiller, the running back out of Texas A&M. I think overall he is just um, really, really safe because I think realistically you and I were talking earlier that something drastic has to happen for him not to know, you know, for him not to go in day two, right? Testing has to be terrible uh, for him not to go, and I think he can work in a variety of different offenses. So I think he's my pick at 108. It doesn't feel great, but if any time I'm tied between a running back and a wide receiver, especially right now, I'm going to take the running back um, just because they seem to have a little bit more value right away post-rookie drafts compared to kind of the wide receivers um, having much more value gain and the running backs really dropping off faster. I think it's fair. I mean, I think I'm still a little bit higher on him than you are. I would yeah, take probably. him here at the 108, but you know, we have him in the same spot. But I, I do think he still has some dynamic potential out there, so I'm comfortable with him in this tier. And I'm comfortable with the, the next guy, and that's Drake London, wide receiver out of Southern Cal at the 109. Um, I think he's going to go fairly high in the NFL draft. Uh, I think if everything checks out medically. And it should. It was a pretty clean kind of break for him. Um, I, I do think teams are going to really like him. I do have that fear of can he separate? Is he fast enough? Is he you know athletic enough? But um, I feel confident with him kind of in that top tier. I think I think those first nine I feel good, and after that I'm like oh that you know things kind of get rough. Um yeah, I'm with you, but I'm going to go ahead and take my guy here at the one ten. I'm going to take Rashad White, the running back from Arizona State. He is, in in my eyes, the best pass catcher in in this running back group. Um, this is obviously assuming that he gets day two capital. If he doesn't get day two capital, obviously he he is farther down the board. But I believe that he's going to be put in a system where the pass catching matters. I mean, he's going to catch a good amount of passes. Would it surprise you, Shane, if somehow he's catching 60, 70 passes a year? I think it could happen in the right system. It could. Um, so it, it doesn't surprise me. I also wouldn't be surprised if he only comes in with like, you know, let's say he gets 125, 150 carries. You know, but 75 catches. And I still think that's valuable for NFL purposes, um, especially for fantasy football. So I'm going to take him at the 110. I know it's a bit of a risk, but I think all of the wide receivers after Drake London have inherent risk built in as well. I I agree with you. I think it's fair. And I think these receivers are similar. You know, some might be more draft capital heavy. Some might be, I think, more fantasy upside heavy. So I'm going to go with kind of the last 
running back. Maybe there's one more that I feel confident with, but I'll say Kenneth Walker the third from Michigan State here. Um, and and I know you know we've talked about him on the show before and disagreed a bit. I I I know for fantasy he's probably not going to be the pass catcher that you want. I'm excited to see him at the combine, see him catch passes that he didn't get to do at Michigan State. You know, can he do it? Is he a natural pass catcher? If not, then you got to have those worries. Um, I think he's going to be really situation dependent, but, and if here's a guy that could be the first running back off the board in the NFL draft. And if that happens, I can get him at the one eleven. Like I'll take that shot every time. And, you know, obviously you'll have a bust here and there, but I think, uh, I, I think hopefully he should at least be a solid producer early and retain some value. At, at the one twelve, I'm going to dig back into the wide receiver. Well, I'm going to take the analytics darling. One of them, uh, that's David Bell, wide receiver from Purdue. Um, I, I think he's just safer in terms of of NFL talent, um, especially for fantasy football, right? Because I think realistically, you're looking at a guy that can easily handle, I don't know, 100, 110 targets um, in the NFL, and that wouldn't surprise me at all, right? If he ends up with a line of 80 catches for, you know, Eight nine hundred yards would that surprise you at all, Shane? I don't think so. Um, maybe it might surprise you a little bit. Yeah, I like no. I, I think he could. I think he has that kind of talent. I, I man, I have David Bell. If there's like one guy, and I'm like, he could be a, that could be a bust. I feel like it's him though. I feel like I feel like the upside's big and the downside's big with him to me. That's fair. Um, but that ends our first round here. So I'll recap this. 101, Malik Willis, quarterback from Liberty. 102, Matt Corral, quarterback from Ole Miss. 103, Brees Hall, the running back from Iowa State. 104, Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pitt. 105, Sam Howell, the quarterback from University of North Carolina. 106, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver from the Ohio State University. 107, Traylon Burks, wide receiver from the Arkansas Razorbacks. 108, Isaiah Spiller, running back from Texas A&M. That was just for you, Shane. 109, Drake <laughs> London, wide receiver from USC. 110, Rashad White, running back from Arizona State. 111, Kenneth Walker, running back from Michigan State. 112, David Bell, wide receiver, Purdue. I'm back up with 201. Yep. Uh, I'm going to take a first-round draft capital receiver, and I'll mm. take Jameson Williams, wide receiver for Alabama. Um you know, obviously the the ACL is a question mark. Might hurt him a little bit, but I fully think that teams know his speed. They're not too worried about it. If the medical checks out, he's going in the first round. You get that at the top of the second. It, it's worthwhile every time. Look at Kadarius Tony. How far did he fall in rookie drafts? Now, value wise, you should have taken him early in the second over the Rondale Moores and Terrace Marshalls, like I did. So, um, you know, take the draft capital here. Yeah, so at 202, um, I only have a few guys left in this tier. And I'm curious to know how you feel about this guy. I understand that top 50 draft capital is probably going to happen for Chris Olave. But I'm curious. Um, I think it's going to be much more difficult for him to kind of put up that that kind of top 20 wide receiver kind of fantasy finish that we'd want. Um, I think there's there's a really solid chance that there's weeks where he's pretty solid and pretty solid being like, I don't know, seven receptions, 80 yards and a touchdown or something like that. And other weeks where Chris Olave is just completely out of the game plan. And that scares me um, because he's not an X receiver. He's kind of just that Y receiver that is going to be good but is he going to be incredibly good for fantasy purposes? I think that's the question. Um, I'm still going to take him at the 202 just because I think the draft capital warrants him being drafted here. Yeah, I think it's a good time for that. He was next on my board too. I'm with you. I don't know if he's ever going to be dominant, but you know, maybe you're hoping for Terry McLaurin again just to hit the right perfect situation, but like, he's probably going to be a Robin to another receiver's Batman. And I have no problem with that. Like yeah. there's a lot of good wide receivers that are still producing great fantasy weeks with another wide receiver being better than them on their own team. Like it happens over and over again. Right. Um, but I, I am a little worried that 
Chris Olave kind of gets put in that put in a system with maybe it's an aging quarterback or maybe in a poor system that you know he ends up with like a low A dot, you know, low depth of tar- average depth of target, um, and then kind of the the targets aren't coming his way anymore, especially when they need to push the ball down the field towards the end of games. Like all that kind of scares me with Chris Olave, and I could easily see him kind of being phased out of the game. Though I think he is good deeper down the field as well. I think there's just a chance that he gets put in some of those systems that that really aren't going to uh, fully utilize his skill set. So for the two of three, I, I, I want to get your feedback on this because I, I I just don't know when to pull the trigger on this guy, and I think I think now's the time. I'm going to take Desmond Ritter, the quarterback from Cincinnati here. Woo. And so I, I definitely want to get your feedback because here is my thinking. You know, maybe it's a little risky at this point to take him this, you know, this early, but he can run. So I think we're going to get some rushing upside in the NFL with him. Uh, I think, you know, he struggles with that accuracy, but he is big and he has the size. Um, I don't think he's going to go round one. I think there'll be round one buzz at some point just because it happens with quarterbacks. But I think early round two is a strong possibility to me that that's that's pretty close to that round one draft capital. If that happens. Value-wise, this could end up really good, you know, if he's a starting quarterback. Too early, you think? It's a tad early for me. Um, But, like, I don't absolutely hate it. Right? If you look at kind of what's left on the board, you still – it's players with a ton of question marks. And so it would you rather take the quarterback over those question marks, especially in the Superflex League? Um. I would, and that's why at 204, I'm drafting a quarterback, Carson Strong. <laughs> Your boy, Carson Strong. I don't like Carson Strong. Um, but I think even, let's say the knee's not good, I think he can still end up with day two capital. Um, I think someone's going to be willing to to take that shot. It doesn't feel good. Um but again, I'd rather take that quarterback shot over um, some some players that really have a lot of question marks. You know, and that's really what's left. Yeah, I mean, I think that mid-second when you can get day two QBs is like fine, right? Because even someone like Kyle Trask has rehabbed his value now with Brady yeah. retiring to where you got him. So it's he fair. Was a third, he was like end of the second too. Yeah, right. Like he was pretty late. Uh, Man, Carson Strong. I I I can't. So scary. But uh, it's fair. Um, All right, I'm taking my boy at two hundred five. Christian Watson, wide receiver, North Dakota State, at the two hundred five. I think there's a good chance he gets drafted above David Bell in the NFL draft. I think it's actually a pretty good chance. Um, I think. I think top 50 is within reach of him. Um, you know, 6'4", right? He he came in with that height, 211. If he runs in the low 4'4s, four um, you know, it's just going to blow up. Even after the great senior bowl, it's going to blow up. He, he beat everyone. I think I think if I, I wrote an article beginning of January on Draft Countdown, I think he's the next Cooper Cup. He's going to have that career trajectory. It's coming. I'm all in on the Christian Watson train. I get that. 206, I'm taking Tyler Allgaier um, because that's the only running back left that I want. Yeah, I, mean, I, I knew it was coming. Especially in the second round, that's the only one that I want at, at this value. So I'll take him here. Um, there were a wide receiver or two that I wouldn't have minded taking, but um, I think I'm going to take the the closer to the sure thing in a second round running back yeah i'm even saying second round in the nfl draft wow second round if he goes second round then it's a steal to 206 that's a downright steal so good pick i knew it was coming at some point uh 207 i'm gonna take one robinson wide receiver kentucky on the smaller side but you know played played that x receiver will often for kentucky he won't do that in the nfl but i think as a wise slot he could get a fair amount of targets you know, be utilized. 
may, maybe a team with some creative offensive minds can draft him and let him, you know, do uh, do some of those Jalen Waddle type things. So I, I have some hope. I'm going to take the best player available. That's George Pickens. A lot of people are going to be listening to this and say, whoa, why is George Pickens not like the 201, 202? Um, you know, it it's because there were other concerns before the injury with George Pickens. Um, I'm still not 100% sold, not only on just him being 100%, but also on his talent. Um, I think he has some work to do to continue to be a better wide receiver. Um, but if you told me in like, you know, three, four years that he was kind of the main receiver on a team, like it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but I, it might be a, a difficult road ahead for, for George Pickens because I I don't think you're, you're not looking at day one capital. I don't think you're looking at even early to mid day, early to mid round two. Um, kind of the best hope for him is kind of that late round two, kind of round three is kind of where I see him going. I think it's fair. I think draft capital is king for him in situation. It, yeah. it could be bad. Um, two and I, I'm, I'm going to go into the tight end. Well, I'm going to take Jalen Watermeyer, okay. tight end for Texas A&M. This is tight end premium. It's just about the point where I don't love uh, the receivers left. They have question marks for fantasy. And I, I, I as much as Trey McBride's getting hype, I think Jalen Watermeyer, he's younger. I, th- I think teams are going to like that more. Uh, I think he still is going to be a solid, you know, fantasy tight end down the line. Late second, I'll take a tight end here. Yeah, the rest of these picks don't feel good. <laughs> it, get, it gets gets messy. Yeah, um, things are really not great. Um, oof. Shane, that was the pick that I was going to go. No way. <laughs> yes, I'm kind of like, I'm oh, frazzled. I have, to, have to kind of hit it here. Yeah, I'm looking at my board here. Um, like the highest ranked player I have is Jahan Dotson, but like this doesn't actually feel good taking him here. I, know, I don't know but... why. So I might have to kind of rework my board a little bit after uh, doing this. Um, but like, who who else? Who else you got to take? That's right. That's that's the other thing, right? That high. The highest people are kind of Jahan Dotson, Trey McBride, James Cook. Um, I think I have to take Jahan Dotson because there's just no one else. Um. Like I think I'd rather take multiple shots at in the third round than take Jahan Dotson here. Right, moving down. Yeah, I, I agree. Like I think Jahan Dotson is a good wide receiver. I think um, he needs to go to a place that that's going to value what he can do, and I think it's pretty realistic that he ends up fully moving into the slot. I can um, see it for for a good amount of time, and like. I think he'd be very, very good there. He's incredible. He's fast. He's shifty. Um, you know, he he runs routes well. So, like, I could see that, but just slot wide receivers are just really, really difficult to uh, get value on unless you're in a system that that utilizes that. So, um, I'll still take him at two ten, but I don't feel great. It do- it doesn't feel good, but it, it's I think it's the right pick. Uh, Two eleven. I'm going to go with Kyron Williams, running back Notre Dame. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll take the pass catching upside. Smaller running back, a little scary. But once you start getting into late second, early third, then I think you could take a chance on these kind of players and hope for a pass catching role that could develop into something more. I'm gonna. Swing for the upside here in a date who I believe is a day two wide receiver. I'm curious to see what, what Shane thinks. I wonder if you know who I'm drafting. I think you're going to snipe me here. Let's see. Is it Eric? Oh, it's not, but, but that, that is a, a good, interesting pick. The wide receiver from Texas tech. I think 
with his size, I think he's going to put up a good 40 time. I think that's going to kind of boost him into uh, kind of this day two talk. And it wouldn't surprise me if he becomes a, uh, you know, kind of that round three wide receiver that uh, is, is solid for a team, you know, for that kind of six, seven years. And I don't mind grabbing that here at the 212. So that gives us our second round. If we recap that, it's 201, Jamison Williams, wide receiver from Alabama. 202, Chris Olave, wide receiver from the Ohio State University. 203, Desmond Ritter, quarterback Cincinnati. 204, Carson Strong, quarterback Nevada. 205, uh, Christian Watson, wide receiver NDSU. 206, Tyler Allgaier, running back BYU. 207, Wandale Robinson, wide receiver Kentucky. 208, George Pickens, wide receiver Georgia. Um 209, Jalen Weidermeyer, tight end, Texas A&M. 210, Jahan Dotson, wide receiver, Penn State. 211, Kyron Williams, running back, Notre, Notre Dame. And 212, Eric Ezukanma, wide receiver for the Red Raiders the at Red Texas Raiders. Tech. You're up at the 301. I, I would take another guy. It just feels icky. And, like, I, I thought maybe you would take him at the 212, even though I know you don't like him. But, like... I think he's going to get drafted day two. So I'm taking a receiver in Jalen Tolbert, receiver from South Alabama. Like, not the fastest guy, not not the best, um, but, you know, it has has some big mitts. And uh, I think he gets draft capital. It's pretty much just throwing, throwing that at the wall. Yeah. I get it. Um, you know, this is tight end premium. So I'm going to take Trey McBride. Um, like, I think he's fine. That's all I got for you. <laughs> he's, he's fine. He's good. I think uh, a lot, a lot of people are much higher on him than I am. And I don't fully get it, but I think people are just trying their hardest to find the next Kyle Pitts. And, uh, he's just not in this class. Yeah. I mean, Trent Brad he's, he's in next separate. year's class. Right. 303, I'll take James Cook, running back yep. Georgia. And I think it's about time for receiver running back hybrid. Once again, you're hoping for Neheim Hines, essentially. Yeah, I, I'm not going to argue with him. Um, he was next on my board. Um, this is just... <laughs> now, like, th- the third round, it, it's like... I think it's good, but the difference between the 304 and like the 404 is nothing, you know, at this point. Yep. Um, oh, sheesh. Like this, this doesn't feel good. Um, but I got to stick with my strategy and 304. Um, we just continue to hammer tight ends. And so I'm going to take, even though I can't spell Nevada, I'm going to take Cole Turner at the 304. Interesting. I wonder how that tight ends after the top two are going to shake down because it's It's a cluster right now. It is. Maybe the combine will help. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm going to take a guy neither of us like, but. Are you taking Brian Robinson Jr.? Yeah, day two potential. I'll take Brian Robinson, running back Alabama, 226. Same. I mean, he's a big boy. That's my goal weight. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, he's just disappointing. Yeah. Like, but it's not flashy. No. Maybe you can get a touchdown vulture, Jordan Howard type, and Ooh. be happy with that. Like that. Um, like, it, it still doesn't feel super great. In this, but I'm going to take who I have as the best remaining player um, at the 306, and that's hurt wide receiver John Mechie. Um, he's talented, um, and I think I think he can get in a spot where we don't mind, and 306 could actually kind of look like a steal, because um, I think if we can get start getting some. Um, reports that he's fully healthy or getting close to fully healthy. Like, would you be surprised if he got back a second round in rookie drafts? Like, I wouldn't be surprised. No, no, no. I think people are going to be high on him for sure. Yeah. I was going to take him next just for the value. Right. 
you know, even, even if I don't love them, like it's well worth it. Oh man, this gets sticky. Um, you know what? You know what? I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to tight ends. Um, You're gonna, I'm gonna take, take the only one left. Uh, yeah, I think so. I feel like I feel like there's just this bundle of them, but like I think fantasy wise, Isaiah Likely is the best shot like left, right? Cole Turner, Isaiah yep. Likely are receivers playing tight end. So after that, it's guys that are going to block. So uh, yeah, I think Isaiah Likely at Coastal Carolina is my three of seven. I I can't blame you. Um, he was my next pick, so uh, I I can understand that. Um, I'm going to take just a solid wide receiver that hopefully, um, kind of gets that, uh, you know, that early day three upside is what I'm going for here. And that's a really good wide receiver. And actually the third player that we've drafted out of Nevada in this draft, and that's Romeo dubs. Like, I think he's a solid wide receiver. Um, I think draft capital is going to be the, the piece that, that might hold him back a bit when it comes to where he's going to go in these rookie drafts. Nah, I, I like it. I think he said he is in that receiver tier for me. So he's probably my next receiver up. Oh, man. There's like four running backs. I'm like, well, just take one of those guys. I think that's probably where I'm at. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go upside. I guess I'm gonna take Jerome Ford, running back, Cincinnati. I feel like compared to the rest of the running backs, I was considering he probably has the chance to run the fastest forty time, maybe have lead back potential. At the three ten, I'm gonna take a running back that could go anywhere from like round four to like round seven, I think. Just honestly, just depending on scheme. But out of the guys remaining, I think Zonovan Knight is the best outside zone run scheme player left. Um, so if, if someone's kind of looking for that value day three pick in, in a running back that runs an outside zone run scheme, um, Zonovan Knight is that player. And I think that's where he'll fit the best. Yeah. I, like, I think all these running backs, it's going to be situation flavor, like you said, scheme fit. Um, I, mean, I I don't want to digress too much, but I, I actually think this rookie draft is going to be so much fun for analysts and to like talk about and discuss and debate because I think people are going to be all over the map when you're talking, you know, all these day three running backs where do they fit the best? Who's going to, who's the Elijah, who's going to get the opportunity? Like someone's going to be right. Someone's going to be wrong. Yep. I, th- I think Knight's there. I'm going to take my favorite of the day three, you know, running backs. That's Pierre strong running back at a South Dakota state. Uh, I, you know, going to the combine uh, obviously wasn't the senior bowl, which is kind of a letdown, um, but he, he can catch. He's a good screen catcher. I think he's going to have a solid combine go day three. Once again, if he can get a little more, you know, power scheme uh, i think he could be effective so i'm i'm intrigued for my last pick here um i think it's yeah last pick at the 312 um there's an interesting guy that has not gone yet that i think people are probably yelling about but i I wasn't going to take him so like There's, you definitely don't have to. Here's the people that are kind of in my list, right? I have okay. two wide receivers. I have Cleo Shakir, wide receiver from Boise State, and Alec Pierce, okay. wide receiver from Cincinnati. Um, I don't want to take another running back. Fair enough. I, I don't care if you really like Tyler Batty. <laughs> Tyler Batty, Zemir White, Damian Pierce, like it's just... Horse of peace? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're... It, like who's going to be in the system that I like the most? Who's going to have the best draft capital? Um, I don't think day two is going to happen for any of those guys. So mm-hmm. it, it's really, really difficult for uh, me to see that happen. Um, like 
I wouldn't mind taking Bailey Zappi, except he's not good. So I think that's Fair. kind of the downside there. Um, <laughs> sorry, Bailey. That's fair. Fair enough. Like, I know he listens to the podcast, but um, sorry. <laughs> I feel like that should be a bit we should start doing. Just like, I, I know this guy listens to podcasts, but yeah, clearly. Um, one person that's not uh, ever being drafted by me unless it's verified with some draft capital is Justin Ross. So if that's who you yeah. think Th- that... That's who I'm thinking people are like, how can you not take Justin Ross in this draft? But I, I can't do it. I just can't. Because uh, he didn't play well. Yeah, he's not. he didn't play well in the injury stuff. Like, the injury fun. scares me a lot. Like, would you be surprised if he was a UDFA? No, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, that would surprise me if he goes day two, but uh, either, but like, I think it's more likely it'll be a UDFA to be honest. Oh, I should probably make a pick. Um, <laughs> it's all good. So nah. at, at three twelve, I'm going to take Alec Pierce, the wide receiver from Cincinnati. I think so. At, that's where I'm at. So recapping the third round here, I do like the third round. I think things are going to shake out. Like I've said that I want to draft third round picks or not draft third round picks but like get them included in trades quite a bit um, because i think this is going to shake out you know as you know after the nfl draft this is going to shake out pretty nicely so right now at 301 we have jalen tolbert wide receiver south alabama 302 trey mcbride tight end colorado state 303 james cook running back georgia 304 cole turner tight end nevada 305 brian robinson jr running back alabama uh roll tide 306 john mechie wide receiver alabama roll tide 307, Isaiah Likely, tight end, um, Coastal Carolina. Feel the teal. Isn't that their uh Ooh, yeah. I love feel I love feeling the teal. Yeah, so that's I think that's their phrase, isn't it? Yeah, sh- yeah, shint clears. Yeah. Uh 308, Romeo Dibbs, wide receiver, Nevada, 309, Jerome Ford, running back Cincinnati, 310, Zonovan Knight, running back NC State, 311, Pierre Strong, Jr., running back South Dakota State. 312 Alec Pierce, wide receiver, Cincinnati. That's doozy. I I like what you said, though. Third round feels bad now. I think it's going to feel much better in May. I think we'll feel like, okay, we have some guys in some good spots. You know, one of these running backs going to the Jets, and they're going to, you know, hey, they could split with Michael Carter. The third round's going to feel like he is our king. (laughs) <laughs> I yes, no, no one's gonna unseat Michael Carter. That's God. true. Maybe Najee Harris, but not Michael Carter. <laughs> Look, it'd, it'd be fine as long as you could, as long as Steelers trade Najee Harris for a first round pick. I'm, I'm in. Well, that won't happen. Um, you want to you want to teach me something? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let's let's do a little history. Um, I, I've all you know, I feel like sometimes history, some of the fun pieces of it are when like people get really desperate and try desperate things right and it's just like worth a shot wasn't gonna work out so the french revolution a time when a lot of people got their heads chopped off um and two of those people were were the king and the queen were louis the 16th and marie antoinette very famously but they're uh let oldest, them eat cake let them eat cake which was never was, I, yeah she never but, said it but but I still, still a good story and still what Marie Antoinette felt about people. So that's why it happened. Their son, their oldest son, um, which was Louis the 17th, uh, was eight years old at the time. And like, they didn't really want to chop his head off. Right. That seems cruel. So uh, they just imprisoned him and neglected him. And like, he, he died of tuberculosis at age 10. But, you know, this was the guy, that, so after they, they killed his dad, like, he's the rightful heir to the throne, technically. So they so they kind of buried him in a secret grave so, like, no one could find him and dig him up and, you know, all that kind of stuff, 1795. Well, in 1814, so uh, about 20 years later, the uh, Bourbon Restoration happened after Napoleon was out. Basically, like, the the royalty came back in France. So technically, if, you know, Louis, who died at 10, if he was still alive, he would have be the rightful heir to the throne. And no one knew where he was buried. No one has seen his dead body that's still alive. So 
1814, there are a ton of like 30 somethings like our age showing up, being like, hey, I'm actually Louis the 17th. I didn't die. I'm here. Like, I'm I'm the king. I don't know what to say. And there's like 20, 30 guys that showed up claiming to be this person. And obviously they weren't. Uh, but I always found that story wild because you know, guys just like drunk, just showing, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'm just going to go for it and pretend to be the king. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe, maybe that's some chance. But if it does, I'm in. I just really want like two of those people to have showed up at the same time. And then, like, <laughs> no, I'm him. They're like, no, I'm him. And I was like, and then they're both like, oh, yeah, neither of us are him. And then, like, <laughs> they just leave. I've, I feel like that would be a great bit. In, in some comedy made about this. Yeah. Um, that, that's what we're missing, the, the French Revolution comedy. You know, I think it's a fine line. <laughs> I, I think I think you got to be tactful, but, you know. Yeah, it's a fine line. Um, Obviously, you know, the people that run NBC and things like that listen to this podcast. So um, <laughs> right, right. if you want to hit us up for ideas, um, I'll help out. Yeah, come come to the FF well, Expo. We'll, we'll, we can sit down, have a chat. Or you can continue doing what you already do, which is just take a British TV show, make it make the American version, and act like it was your idea the whole time. Love it. Either one. Um, even though I do like the show Ghosts, but um, there was a British version, so like you didn't think of it. Um, Shane buys sells unknown stock. Um, here's here's what. I'm doing. I'm buying just about every tight end I can get for a third round pick. Like in this rookie draft, like give me Trey McBride, give me Cole Turner, give me Isaiah Likely. Like I'll take all those guys. I don't mind that value, especially in tight end premium drafts. If one hits, or even like semi hits, right? If they become Dalton Schultz or Dawson Knox or anything like that. Like I've done well on, on one of those picks. Um, Someone that I'm just out on is I don't know draft capital for Wandale Robinson. So I think he's partially a sell just because I don't know what that draft capital is going to be. And I don't know if the NFL views him as a gadget player or not. That's kind of the scary thing for me, right? Do they view him as that Rondell Moore type player where it's going to be low a dot and you just want to get the ball in his hands and see if he can create space. Um, or is he going to be kind of used down the field? And I'm not sure how the NFL is going to view that. Um, they should work him down the field because that's what he's good at. Um, but I'm not sure that that is going to happen. So that scares me. And so he is my cell. My unknown stock right now. Um, is 2023 second round picks. Right now, I think we have a really, really solid, also known as one of the best first rounds that you could possibly have in a rookie draft, right? I realize that there's going to be some guys that step up, but Shane, would it surprise you if the first round of the 23 draft was incredible and then like just completely fell off a cliff after that? It wouldn't. Uh, uh, I'm actually, and maybe when this comes out uh, or pretty soon after, I'll have a seven round 2023 mock draft up at Draft Countdown. Let me tell you, yeah, I, I kind of felt it making that mock like, you know, late day two is kind of icky for the skill positions. It doesn't, it doesn't get good. And I, so it wouldn't surprise me if that second round of rookie drafts next year uh, th- doesn't, that doesn't quite hit the hype. Um, and the first round is so much more valuable. Yeah, I'm with you. And sure, I, sure, you could obviously people are going to get better and some new names are going to come, but right now, like it, it does not feel great. Um, so I think it's, it's a bit scary at this point. What do you got, Shane? My buy, I, I think, from our draft, I think Tyler Allgaier uh, at the 206 was a great pick. I think that's a buy right now. Um, We'll see what he runs at the combine. There's some dispute over what his weight and 40 time will be. I tend to think it'll be pretty good. If he runs a four or five flat at 220, you know, that I'm, I'm in. So um, I think he's a value right now. 
Uh, myself, moving over to Debbie, uh, is Spencer Rattler, quarterback of South Carolina. And I talked about this a little bit on Secret Shoppers podcast. If you want to join that, you get a second podcast every week. Um, I, he's still going as like a, a top 10, top seven Debbie quarterback. And I think we've just seen him not be great. South Carolina brought in some weapons, but I don't think the offense is going to be extraordinary in the SEC. Can you really adjust? I, I just think it's too rich for my blood. If I still have him as a Debbie, I think there's a sell window here that um, now or a little bit later that you could do. My unknown stock is kind of a guy to watch for 2023, maybe one of those um, late risers, but Cameron Latu, the tight end for Alabama. Um, now that Jaleel Billingsley is, is gone, Latu was the starter anyway over him. Uh, actually thought he started showing some NFL talent late in the season. So if we're looking at like tight end premium, obviously we have Michael Mayer, uh, who's phenomenal, but after that, I think it's wide open for that kind of tight end to look. And I think maybe Latu has a little bit of a shot to, to be that guy and, um, you know, and find his way out there. So, We'll see what happens, but he's definitely a player. I'd just keep your eye on, see if there's any buzz that happens. I think he's, you know, uh, going to be competing for that spot. I'm with you. I think that's a, that's a great choice as well. Uh, but remember to uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, look in the description. Make sure you join the uh, Discord. It's absolutely popping. Um, over like 430, 440 people in the Discord right now. So make sure you join and become a part of that. We have an absolute blast there. So make sure you join. It's absolutely free to join the Discord and and talk about Debbie, talk about C2C, talk about Dynasty, talk about Redraft, talk about betting, talk about whatever you want. Um, there's someone that's that's willing to uh, talk about it and probably someone that really enjoys talking about it as well, whether it's Dungeons and Dragons or Call of Duty or any of that stuff. Um, so make sure you hop in there and, and become a part of that because I think it's an absolute blast. But for me and Shane, we are out. Thank you so much for listening to this three-round rookie mock draft. We cannot wait for rookie season and rookie drafts to be upon us. And we will continue to do stuff like this as we get close. But for now, we are out. Thank you so much for listening. And we appreciate every single one of you.